Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders Podcast, folks. Islanders hockey is back, and it couldn't have been too much of a better start. The Islanders down the Rangers 4-0 in their season opener with a strong overall performance. Uh, Lots of good things to talk about. Not a perfect game by any means, but we'll break it all down for you. We'll also, of course, preview Saturday's game against these same New York Rangers. And we have our Islanders birthday of the day. And a whole lot more to discuss on today's show. But uh, look, can't ask for better than a 4-0 victory. And not just any 4-0 victory, a victory over the Rangers. Now, if there's something Islanders related that's on your mind tonight, please feel free to send us an uh, email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about your question, your comment, or your topic. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, my handle, Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get started. First of all, how strange was it uh, to have no fans at Madison Square Garden for a Rangers-Islanders matchup. You know, the Islanders and Rangers, whenever they get together, the rivalry is so intense. And the one of the things, one of the many things that makes that rivalry so electric is the atmosphere in the building. And when I was working on uh, my book, Shorthanded, uh, which is about the history of the Islanders and Rangers rivalry. And I spoke to Glenn Healy. And, you know, Heels played for both teams, but he remembered his very first game as an Islander at the Nassau Coliseum when the Rangers came to town. And he remembers that 15 minutes before the teams took to the ice for warm-ups, he could not only hear the fans chanting, you know, outside of the locker room, but he's still in the locker room and he can feel the shaking of the building as a result of the atmosphere. And then here it is, you know, tonight, opening night, first game of the season, Islanders, Rangers, and, you know, they do the moment of silence uh, for the COVID victims and they do the moment of silence for John Muckler and, and, you know, there's nobody in the stands at all. 
and the building. You could you could hear the echo of every noise that the players make, and and it was just a strange situation. Now, obviously, dealing with COVID the way we all are, I'm just happy to have hockey. But you know, I'm glad that we were able to have this game to be entertained by it. I have missed seeing the Islanders on the ice since September. And, you know, here we are back in the swing of things, but you can't help but notice the strange feeling in the building when you have these two great rivalries and there's just silence. It just struck me as very, very difficult and very, very bizarre. But again, once the game got underway, uh, it was great. And you couldn't ask for too much more than what the New York Islanders essentially gave you in this opening game. And, you know, again, a lot of different things that came to mind for me uh, in this game. And the, the big one, the first couple of things that I noticed is... I'll start with this, the play of two young players in particular. And on defense, you know, Noah Dobson, we talked a lot about what to expect from him and how important it would be that Dobson was ready to assume this new role as a top six defenseman where he's going to be in the lineup every night and he's going to be part of that second power play unit, etc., etc. Well, Dobson gave the Islanders 20 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time. Had an assist in the game, was a plus one, uh, one hit, three block shots, and did contribute to that power play, and the power play was uh, certainly more effective. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at it, and Dobson assisting on the power play goal that was the last goal that the uh, that the Islanders managed to score, but uh, again, good puck movement, some heads up plays, and you know the Islanders are a defense first team, and to get to lose Taves and Boychuk before this season started. And then you have to rely on a 20-year-old like Noah Dobson, who, you know, last year, clearly the Islanders and Barry Trotz were not ready to rely on him. And yet he goes out and plays himself a strong hockey game, puts up more than 20 minutes of ice time, gets in the way of three shots, and in many ways was the Islanders' most consistent defenseman out there. It was very, very good to see. And then the other youngster who ended up in the lineup, you know, we talked throughout training camp about that third line for the Islanders. And we knew centering that third line, and we just didn't know who the wingers would be, ends up being Kiefer Bellows and Ross Johnston. And both of them played well, but I'm going to focus right now on Kiefer Bellows. Eight hits in this game for Kiefer Bellows. That is a heck of a stat. Leads the Islanders. 
Here he is on the ice for 10 minutes and 25 seconds, and he comes through with eight hits in this game. Only had the one shot on goal, did not figure in the scoring, but you know what? He got a, He had a couple of chances, but the important thing to me in the long run, the, the goals will come for Kiefer Bellows, but to have him out there hitting the way he hit and playing well in all three zones the way he did, that made a big difference for the New York Islanders and really showed how this team, uh, you know, he's buying into the system, and that if he does that, he can get a lot more ice time. Now, I get the feeling that, you know, you'll see Bellows, you'll see Oliver Wallstrom, they'll probably be alternating, you know, three or four different wings on either side of Jean-Gabriel Pajot early on in the season, and then see who steps up and claims the job, but great to see a strong performance all the way around by Bellows and by Dobson. Big signs for the Islanders. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll break down this 4-0 win over the Rangers. We'll preview Saturday's game against the Rangers again at Madison Square Garden. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. More to get to on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, hockey is back. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Let your hockey expertise help you win some cash. And when you're looking to place a bet on sporting events of all kinds, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put $100 into your account, Lock, uh, you use that promo code locked on and betonline.ag will give you $50 into your account for free. And there's a lot of great sporting events coming up this weekend. The NFL playoffs, the NBA, the NHL. Hey, can the Islanders beat the Rangers again? If you think they will, you could put some money down and make some cash that way. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. That's the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are back. Don't forget, if you want some inside information on gambling on various sporting events, check on the new check out the newest show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bets. They'll give you insight and angles that you haven't thought of and help you. Be successful at sports wagering. That's Locked On Bets, wherever podcasts are found. We continue to break down the uh, strong performance by the New York Islanders in the season opener. A 4 to nothing victory over the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. And I'll tell you, two power play goals, first of all, out of the four in this one, and that was very, very refreshing to see. And, you know, last year, what was it? the Islanders' power play was 24th, I believe, in the league, and really inconsistent. And the one thing I noticed on most of the power play opportunities last night, the Islanders were moving the puck better than they were last year, 
And the players on the power play, with the exception of one of the second period man advantages, were really moving well without the puck. And this has been a problem for the Islanders all throughout last season, and it really looked like it was something that they worked on and were prepared to address. So Brock Nelson opened the game with his first goal of the season on the power play. That was great to see. And then the last goal of the game, right now still, as of my recording time, credited to Jordan Eberle, although every replay it looks like Anders Lee got the goal, that it went in off his stick. But either way, again, it was good puck movement. Dobson to uh, Eberle, down to Lee for the tap-in. Even if they still give Eberle credit for the goal, it doesn't take away from that puck movement. And the, the fact that Lee, whether he touched the puck or not, and it definitely, again, on the replay, looked like he did, Uh, He was in the right position, down in front of the crease, giving Shesterkin problems, and that is what you want from Anders Lee. Lee had one goal officially and one assist. I think they'll change it to two goals, but at the end of the day, encouraging signs for Lee getting down into those dirty areas on the power play and causing a goal or getting a goal, depending on what the final official scorer look is. You had Nelson with a pretty goal, set up by a nice rush by Bavillier. Nick Letty with two assists. Cal Clutterbuck set up Matthew Barzal for his goal, and that goal was filthy. And just a beautiful play, nice wrister, and it was 3-0 at the end of the first period. And I think the best thing, uh, or one of the better things that I noticed about the way the Islanders handled this game They did have a lull in the second period where, you know, they weren't playing their best hockey. They they weren't quite sleepwalking through it, but they weren't as aggressive and weren't as crisp as they were in the first period. And yet they still managed to uh, not let the Rangers get back into the game and still managed to uh, regain their composure. They added, you know... uh, they, they added a goal in the second period to increase their lead, and that's what you really want to see uh, when all things are considered. And the Islanders, you know, they outshoot the Rangers 33-24 to in this game. They win in the face-off circle. They get the two power play goals, and block shots, 20 for the Islanders, only 11 for the Rangers. And even in that second period, You know, the Rangers outshot the Islanders 12-11. Wasn't that big a deal. And the Islanders' defense did a good job of keeping the Rangers on the perimeter and not letting them have too many quality chances. When they did get good shots, and it wasn't often, you definitely had a strong performance by Simeon Varlamov, including a couple of scrambles in, in his crease or around his crease that were really, really telling. And I think the better stat that I love about this game is this. Third period, you know, it's 4 nothing going into that third period. You figure the Rangers would be desperate. They're down four goals. Uh-uh. Shots on goal, third period, Islanders 12, Rangers 3. And the Islanders probably had more scoring chances, including a goal that was waved off for goalie interference 
Uh, you know, they had the better chances in the third period. The, the Rangers should have been desperate. The Islanders did not go into a shell. They did not play back on their heels. They played smart hockey. And the result is the win and the shutout. 24 saves for Simeon Varlamov. The Islanders off to a great start. They are 1-0 and on the season. And it's a 4-0 win over the Rangers. We'll preview the game coming up on Saturday between these two teams. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to get to right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, if you want to win your fantasy hockey league, check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey, uh, another great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. They'll give you some insights as what players to pick up on the waiver wire and, and help you to win your league. That's Locked On Fantasy Hockey wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, today, we want to wish a very happy 41st birthday to former Islanders center Justin Papineau. Papineau originally drafted by the Kings in the second round in 1998, re-entered the draft in 2000, and the Blues took him. And, you know, he had a 50-goal season in the Ontario Junior League with the Belleville Bulls uh, and two 40-goal seasons as well. He was really expected to be a great prospect, but it never quite panned out for Papineau at the NHL level. Played uh, 12 games with the Blues over two seasons, then came over to the Islanders, and in parts of two seasons, played in 69 games for the Isles, nine goals, 16 points, also appeared in one playoff game for the Isles during the 2002-2003 season, and then Papineau, actually part of uh, one of the more uh, famous trades when he was acquired from the Blues, that was the deal that sent Chris Osgood to St. Louis, and the Islanders got Papineau and a second-round pick in 2003, which turned out to be Jeremy Colleton. And uh, that trade taking place back on March 11th, 2003. Uh, one of Col- uh, Papineau's best games with the Islanders, January 8th, 2004, at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders going up against the Edmonton Oilers. Ty Conklin, the goalie for Edmonton. Rick DiPietro in goal for the Isles. And after the game was tied... 1-1 entering the third period, Mike York getting Edmonton on the board first from Rafi Torres and Radek Dvorak. That was the only goal of the first period. Radek Martinek answered late in the second period for the Islanders. Roman Hammerlick and Michael Pekka with the helpers. But in the third period, Justin Papineau, his second from Michael Pekka and Yanni Minima. That was a power play goal early. Corey Cross tied it with just 2.42 left in regulation, but then the Islanders go back on the power play. Ryan Smith, the future Islander, called for charging at 18.07, and Papineau gets the game winner on the power play at 18.42. Adrian Acoin, the lone helper. So our Islanders' birthday of the day, Justin Papineau, two goals, including the game winner, as the Islanders beat the Edmonton Oilers 3-2, 21 saves for Rick DiPietro in that game. So again, happy 41st birthday to Justin Papineau, former Islanders center, and uh, we wish him 
all the best on his birthday. All right, so Saturday, it'll be the Islanders facing the Rangers once again. Uh, that'll be the second time that these two teams are facing off. And I love, really, the home-and-home home aspect of this game. You know, I'm not clear as to who Barry Trotz will try to go with in goal. Do you ride the hot hand with Varlamov coming off of a shutout? Or do you go with your rookie, Ilya Sorokin, and give him his first taste of the National Hockey League on Saturday and let the uh, butterflies out and get him started. That will be one decision. As far as the lineup is concerned, again, uh, I think we will see some different players out there on the third line, even though Ross Johnston had a strong game and Kiefer Bellows had a strong game. Wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, Oliver Wallstrom gets a shot, if uh, someone else uh, also gets a shot out there uh, on the third line. Just to, to, again, to feel it out and see what uh, each of these guys can do. Really liked the game that Nick Letty played in addition to the two assists that he had. Letty leading all Islanders defensemen with more than 21 minutes of ice time, 21-13. He had two shots on goal, one block shot, and two assists again. Just a strong overall performance and doing well with his power play time, and that was important. Uh, you know, Matt Barzal leading the Islanders with two uh, a plus two rating in this game, and and again seven shots on goal for the captain Anders Lee, really showing his involvement in this game. A strong all around performance, and I think the key for Saturday is to build on that performance. And it'll also be interesting to see, you had Jean-Gabriel Pajot uh, getting involved at the end of the second period uh, with Brandon Lemieux, and Pajot got two for roughing, and Lemieux got two for embellishing the, the hit that Pajot put on him, and he went down like he was shot. Uh, thankfully, Lemieux is okay. Pajot and Lemieux each get two minutes uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not we see anything else from those two on Saturday. You know, back-to-back -back games, it becomes more likely that you're going to see something like that where uh, players remember, and if they get a chance to strike back and, and give a hit, don't be surprised to see it. I, I, I think that we may go with Varlamov again on Saturday. That is just a gut feeling, although we will certainly keep you up to date as soon as we hear something from Barry Trotz. And the important thing to me for the Islanders is to be strong and have another strong game. You want to get at least one point out of this, but most important is to play well. And the beautiful thing that I like, this team played into the Barry Trotz system perfectly sacrificed their bodies, created scoring chances, made hits to, uh, took hits to make plays, and, you know, they played that strong defensive hockey and still managed to create a lot of scoring chances. So, uh, you put together another strong game, get at least another point, 
that puts you in the driver's seat over the Rangers early on in the season and sends a message. And look, every game this year is potentially a four-point game because they're all divisional games. So this win, a great start for the New York Islanders. Very happy to see that. And again, uh, you want to continue that. You don't want to have the inconsistency of one really strong game and then a flat game to follow it up. So we'll see if Barry Trotz makes major lineup changes. I don't think so. We may see one or two, probably again on that third line. And uh, a great start to the season for the New York Islanders. I'll tell you, this game, Islander fans, was worth waiting for. By the way, for Simeon Varlamov, he becomes only the second Islanders goalie to earn a shutout in the first game of the season, the season opener, Chico Resch did it back in 1976, I believe. So uh, congratulations to Simeon Varlamov and the New York Islanders as they start the season off on the right foot. We will be back on Monday with a recap of the Islanders game at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers from Saturday and a preview of the home opener against the Boston Bruins again we drop our podcast a little after midnight, around 12.25 a.m. If you're a night owl, you could listen before bed. If you're an early riser, it'll be waiting in your inbox uh, when you wake up. Subscribe to the show so it's always in your inbox. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.